do 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 hey everybody and welcome to another episode of magic with zuby my name is zuby and if you're brand new to the show the show is all about a little one-on card game called magic the gathering so in today's episode this is going to be a pretty casual episode it's sort of a welcome back sort of episode after taking three weeks off i was only originally supposed to take two weeks but um what happened last week was i was supposed to be recording this episode we're gonna be having today but then life and stuff got in the way life work willingness to wanting to do this and all that other kind of jazz just got in the way here so uh i I guess before we begin uh let's get some announcements out of the way uh if you want to help support the show you can help support the show at patreon.com slash magic uh you can find me on itunes google play stitcher TuneIn radio and spotify and you can also find me on twitter at magic on instagram at magic underscore with underscore zuby and you can email me with any questions you may have at mtgzuby at gmail.com and here are two quick little ads and then we will get on to talking about it's, it's going to be a pretty casual might be a short episode today but you know what hey hey these things just happen so here we go here we go with uh some ads here and then we'll be right back well hey there zoe why the long face there chum I just want to order some magic cards, but the shipping was too expensive. Too expensive? Well, did you know if you go to LegitMTG.com, you can order any magic cards, and anything over $2 or more has free shipping. Wow, free shipping at LegitMTG.com. That's amazing. You heard that right, Zoe. Free shipping at LegitMTG.com with any order over $2 or more. Be sure to visit today and get the best deal on Magic Singles and Magic Sealed product available. Wow, that's amazing! And that is how you beat the latest standard meta with Abzan. Ugh, it feels like there's no magic content out there for someone like me. Someone who doesn't want to be competitive. Someone who is... Who is... Anormie? Yeah, exactly! Anormie! Well, have I got the show for you, the all-new Magic Vanami show. Hi, I'm Pixie. And I'm Zuby. Together, we host the all-new Magic, Magic for, for Normies. Normies. It is the Magic the Gathering show for all your Normie needs. We don't care what deck got into the top eight or what deck is winning. We care about having fun playing Magic. That's right, Pixie. You can watch us on Pixie's Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash pixiekittenplays and catch the VOD on our YouTube channel, pixiekittenplays. If audio is your thing, you can find episodes on the Magic Wazubi RSS feed. Do-do-do-do-do. Magic for normies. All right, so what's going to be on today's agenda here? Uh, so we're going to talk about just a little bit what I did over the break of my little not doing the podcast and then... um talking about some other stuff that I'm working on, uh, some interviews I'm trying to do, and just some other stuff like that. And then we're going to be talking about the bans that just recently happened in Magic, and then we discussing a little bit of some of my issues with Magic Arena. So, like I said, I took a break from the podcast. It was something that was kind of needed. Took a little break from streaming as well, too, which I got to say, uh, streaming the past couple months, ever since the pandemic hit, I finally got my first paycheck from Twitch. It, it only took like four or five months or so, so I thought that was pretty cool. Like, that's awesome. 
and um, I don't even know what I'm going to do with it yet. Probably just put it in a hidey hole because who the hell knows what's going to put go on with this pandemic here. Oh, God, because as a lot of you know, I'm in Florida and Florida's burning. Help me. Save me. Get me out of here. And it's um, it's just going a little insane here. It's oh my gosh I, I know recently I've been talking a little bit more about politics and shit and you know real life matters like black lives matters and this pandemic and the political landscape here and all that and it's just shit's crazy man it, it's just crazy there's just I, I where do I even begin like okay let's start with the pandemic here Florida right uh, back when things were starting to open around May uh, when the gym started opening, I started going back to the gym, you know, because I mean, look, I've, I've gained some weight here ever since this pandemic, especially during March, April, when we had no idea what was going on. Like I was stressed as hell and just eating so bad. I'm My diet still isn't that great right now. But um, so I, I thought like, all right, I'm going to start hitting the gym and I was going to the gym again. And then when cases started rising, I'm like, uh, maybe it's not a good idea to go back to the gym, even though the gym was pretty empty, right? But still, it, it was still a little bit of a scary thing to do. And so I haven't been to the gym and God, I think I stopped going at the end of May, beginning of June, I think. So going on like almost two months of no gym and I know I've gained the weight on that. Um, and that sucks. I've definitely been not going out as much. I have been hanging out with some friends, you know, ones that, you know, we've all been around each other and, and we're making sure we're wearing masks and all that stuff, playing some D and D. And so, I mean, there's, we're doing that at least. So it's, it's good to at least do that. But other than that, we're just really staying in and only going to the grocery store is needed and let me tell you no one in florida is wearing a mask like it's crazy out there yeah i hate wearing a mask it's stupid i hate it i absolutely hate wearing a mask outside going to a shop i will be the first one to tell you i do not like wearing it i hate doing it i don't like it i it and it's not so much it it's hard to breathe through them and all that because it's fine for a little bit but if i had to work all day in a mask oh my gosh i'd hate it i absolutely hate it but i'm still doing it i don't want to i don't want to do i don't want to wear a mask i want to go back to normal but no i'm doing it because i'm trying to be thoughtful and mindful of all the motherfuckers out there all right and then the whole idea that this is turning to some political fucking issue just want to slap these people upside the head the, the government's infringing on our rights and you know, we, we can't wear a mask and dur, 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 how dare they it's like just shut the fuck up jesus you think i want to wear a mask you know just shut up and do it all right and a lot of these businesses that are enforcing it yeah okay there's a difference between county mandates and then when businesses are enforcing them businesses are private and they can decide to pretty much say you're not wearing a mask get the fuck out get over it that's what happens and the whole mask mandate it's 
to me, that's always a bit tricky. It's like, I don't mind the mask mandates that they have, that they're doing a lot for the counties in Florida and all that. But how do you even enforce that? To be honest, it's, I don't even know. Cause one of the counties right South of me has a mask mandate right now. And they're not enforcing it at all. So it's just really a question of where's the resources for them to even enforce this. Yeah. It's all well and good to say, Hey, we have a mask mandate, but how, how do you enforce it? Because yeah, I mean, yeah, there's fines for it and all that stuff, but that, how, how are they going to enforce it? Have the police constantly monitor, you know, all the people like not wearing masks and all that. But and then the police, that's a whole nother freaking matter. So ever since the Black Lives Matter protest movement going on, it's just, damn, this country is, is such, such a mess right now. Such a mess. It's the fact that, the fact that a lot of these protests are showcasing what's wrong with the police out there, that and what's crazy to me and I'm, I'm sorry I don't have all my thoughts lined up in a row for this but what's crazy to me is there's plenty of footage out there of peaceful protest people that are protesting just peacefully and then you see the police just start showcasing videos of police brutality it's like it's what they're protesting against and you police just keep showcasing more and more and more there's um I've been listening to a lot of podcasts on this whole matter of like police reform and defunding the police and I even had a long talk with my father on this and he's somehow he's become a staunch trumpian I don't even say republican he's a trumpian somehow which is weird because I, I can remember even before Trump, he was never that into politics at all. Some, it's, and that's what's crazy to me about Trump. He just has this power, this magnetism to just get people like cult status with him. It's, I, I'm a little in awe of that because he's gotten people on my family to just worship him when before, you know, they, they didn't care about George W. You know, they liked Bill Clinton. They liked Obama in the first term, and then they didn't in the second term. And now they're, some of them are just worshipers of Trump, and it's it's crazy to me, you know? Um, but, I mean, so I've even had talks with him, in you know, when he says, oh, defund the police. Oh, you mean having no police presence? Like, no, we can't do that because we can't have it to where... There's complete lawlessness, and I've listened to a lot of podcasts, and I agree with what a lot of these people are saying is the police not only need more training in terms of de-escalation and learning how to deal with different situations, they need more training in terms of it should be a lot longer of a process to become a policeman or police person, and the... The other thing that I really agree with is there should be continuous training. So if you look at someone who's in like the healthcare field, like a nurse, we'll use a nurse for example, they nurses still have to train throughout their entire career because there's new stuff coming out, new medicine, new diseases. And so they have to do continuing education credits. 
maybe police should start having something similar to where every year they have to do X amount of training on X amount of things. And then I also started agreeing with a lot of what other people were saying where the police need to slow down the role of just focusing on policing the communities and not being mental health advocates, being animal control and all this other stuff that police are being expected to do. And what's also doesn't help is that they're a revenue generating department for the majority of the United States. Now, I don't know in every single county and city whether or not that's true, but I know for the most part they do generate revenue. They are one of the few emergency services that have to do that because firefighters and EMTs do not have to generate revenue or anything like that. If there's no fires for an entire month or the or the firefighters don't get called for an entire month, they're not going to be fired or let go or anything like that because they're an essential service. It's different for police because they have to generate revenue for the county or the city with by writing tickets and getting people in jail and whatever else that may be. So it's and I've been talking with my buddy, the unseen. He he's shown up on some of my streams at EDH and I tell him it I feel like a lot of times it's a losing battle where as long as there are private corporations involved with our justice system it's going to be so hard to have any kind of police reform at all, any kind of criminal justice reform, because with private prisons still being out there where they need to have those jail cells full filled so they can collect more money from the government. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. And then there are so many corrupt judges and all that other stuff. It's, I think it's a good start though, with these protests to show that there is to make people aware that there is an issue with police and you know we've heard there's so many stories out there that you can go read or listen to about how being a police is basically kind of like a cult and you can't snitch on police i mean look there's so many freaking movies about it too i just watched the movie copland uh with sylvester stallone and i mean yeah it's not the greatest movie but it's a good example corrupt cops and there's a brotherhood and should you defy that brotherhood you'll be ousted or killed you know, something like that. I'm like, yeah, I know that's a movie, but there's there's probably some truth in stuff like that, too. So, I mean, uh, I mean, I didn't mean for this whole talk to start going into Black Lives Matter and protests and all that stuff. But it's it's important. And the fact that there is a group of people that are being marginalized and basically being targeted is just insane to me and I'm glad that these protests are happening I'm glad that they are showcasing the problem that's really going on here in America and it's up to people like us for us to at least do our best to support them support but voting people out you know it's going to town halls just doing what you can because I feel for a single person, and this is what I've always believed in, that you have more of an effect on your local community than you do nationwide. For the majority of people, and if you make sure you vote in your local elections, your county, city elections, and you know, make sure your voice is heard locally, you can help make that change. And start educating people as well, too, as to what's really going on out there. I mean, there's... Oh, God. I... Yeah, I, I <laughs> 
I don't mean to keep going into this, but it's just it's something important that's going on. And it's it's part of the reason why I took a break, not so much from all the the real life news that was going on. But, you know, I'm going to be frank here for a couple minutes here on Twitter. It's I made the purposeful decision to delete almost all social media from my phone, like Facebook, Twitter, um, Reddit, and just to stay off it and don't even really go on social media. I mean, I still have Instagram on my phone because I I don't even really browse Instagram. I just like taking pictures every once in a while and posting them up there. I'm not, the problems for me were Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. So I delete them off my phone and I only really go on them on my desktop. So when it comes, when I, you know, no longer on my computer at night and I'm just laying down in bed, I'm reading a book or watching TV or something. I'm not getting wrapped up into the social media bullshit because let's be honest. All right. So this is a Magic the Gathering podcast, right? And it's no secret out there that Magic Twitter, Magic Facebook, even Magic Reddit is all shit, right? And especially what's been going on lately, just really. So with these Black Lives Matter protests, and then you go look on the people that are complaining about stuff on Twitter. And some of this stuff is valid, right? There, I'm not saying there's that all of it's bullshit, but there's definitely some valid stuff to complain about on Twitter when it comes to magic and D&D, especially when it comes to the company of Watsy. There's definitely some valid stuff there. It's just the little inane bullshit that magic Twitter likes to latch on to. And I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna give it a platform because I just saw some stupid bullshit the other night where they're picking on so and I'm picking on someone for saying something and I'm just like and it wasn't even anything fucking important in the long run. I'm just and it just really gets me to start thinking that one, these people are on Twitter way too much. And granted, you know, maybe they don't have anything else to do, right? And there's some of these people on Twitter that I just feel they're focusing on this little stupid bullshit when there's more important problems to even be focusing on that are way more important. And the fact that you're giving this breath and life to and waste your energy on it just, it boggles my mind because it's, I don't want to give stupid little Twitter drama the time of day when it's something in the grand scheme of things doesn't matter it doesn't it doesn't when there's more important issues that are happening here at home with the pandemic with these protests with you know this political landscape yeah it is nice to get away and not have to think about it and that's where i got the idea of that i'm just going to delete social media from my phone and you know if i want to just enjoy the game of magic without having to worry about what someone said and someone made a video on such and such someone got kicked out of the creator program for some stupid reason like i i just don't care i i honestly don't care and you know that may come across as insensitive and all that but it's hard for me to justify my energy on stuff like that when there are when there's a lot more important stuff going on there's a lot more things happening in the world besides using my energy because watsy screwed up with the content creator program watsy you know screwed up printing out jump stack 
jumpstart packs, right? It's it's hard for me to put my energy into that. And that's one of the things that I love what Pixie and I are doing for the Magic for Normies podcast is we're purposely trying to ignore a lot of that stuff where we just want to talk about the fun of the game. Yes, we both understand and recognize that there are issues with the company of Watsi, with the game of Magic. We we recognize that, but it's also we're holding on to the love of this game. And that's why I'm continuing doing this podcast because I love this game so much. And it is one of my favorite games that I've ever played and same with D&D, right? It's one of my favorite games that I love playing and it's I just feel like since we have so little time on this earth that focusing on the inane bullshit just doesn't seem right we should try to focus on being better and becoming a better version of ourselves it's like I've still got a lot of work to do I'm gonna be 34 next month and it's you know, you, you start to get to an age where, you know, you're no longer invincible and starting to understand your mortality and all that and just realize, well, you know, I got to stop worrying about this little stupid shit. Yeah, sometimes I'll see the stupid little Twitter drama and just eat my popcorn and laugh and all that. But then I'm just like, I, I don't care. I, I, I don't care. So whatever it call me insensitive, whatever about that stuff. It's there's just way more important stuff to worry about here. And it's. And I feel like it's better for me not to be on social media as much because it's it, it, it's it's bad for you. It, it it warps your sense of views on things, and it's just it's just nothing but a continuous hate cycle and hate machine and just toxic cesspool. So I mean, that's really all I've got to say about that. Um, so what else have I been up to? It's uh, So during my break, I actually was starting to play some more games here. I finally beat the Final Fantasy VII Remake, and who boy, that game was amazing from start to finish there. So I've been a fan of Final Fantasy for a long time. Uh, my first one was the very first Final Fantasy on Nintendo. Played it for like five minutes. I was what four or five or something when I played it I had no idea what was going on because it wasn't Ninja Turtles yeah that's right I remember when we first got a Nintendo I did not like Super Mario Brothers because it was not Ninja Turtles um, and I love that Ninja Turtles game it was fucking terrible though um, but so yeah I, I've been a fan of Final Fantasy for a long time my favorite video game of all time is Final Fantasy 6 and I've played Final Fantasy 7 a bunch of times the original and so when this remake came out it took me a while to really um play it and I for this like two week break I really sat down and tried to play it almost every night and I fell in love with it I loved every single minute of it yes even the changes of the game that happened um it's still the same story but it's not um I I loved every minute of it and I gotta say Aerith I was never a big fan of her in the original. Like I liked her, you know, but she, I would I would not call her one of my favorite characters. It, it's always been Red Thirteen and Barrett and Sid and Vincent because they're badasses and all that. But this game it, with Aerith, holy shit! 
I fell in love with Aerith. Like I fell in love with her. She's just I I, I love oh my gosh, I loved it. So I thought the game was great. Yeah, I've heard people complain about the ending and all that. You know what? With the way the ending, the way the game ended, um, I can't wait to see part two. I, I don't even care where they take me. I want to go somewhere new with this. I want something new to happen with this game here. E even if it doesn't follow the original story beat by beat, I can't wait to see what happens. Because that... that the whole game was just freaking amazing. I loved it. I I loved it. I loved it. I, I can't say anything better about it. It's just great. Now, that's coming from someone who's played a lot of Final Fantasy VII and a lot of RPGs. For someone that's brand new to Final Fantasy VII has never played the original, I would say they would have a hard time probably getting into it because there are a bunch of story beats that kind of require you to know what happened in the original. Um, I'm not going to say what or anything, so there will be some times where you're a little bit confused. Now, there were certain parts in the story that really took me by surprise because that's not the way it happened in the original, and then you're just like, oh my gosh, what the f is happening right now? And you are you just get sucked in and invested. Um, it, oh god, I loved it. I, I'm going to replay it again. Definitely replay it again. And I love how you can do the chapter selection and still like keep all your levels and items and all that stuff. Because that's what I'm going to do when I replay it. There's no way I'm going to start over all the way from the beginning again. But got to say, I, I loved it. It was such a great game. Great game. Kudos, Square. And I cannot wait for part two. I really hope you take us by surprise on that. That was just great. Um, also started playing Animal Crossing again because they released that new update, that swimming update that came out in July. And my Animal Crossing bullshit is in full-fledged. And just, my God, I'm, I'm working on trying to build up my island and I've got some new stuff. I, I would love to figure out a way to sort of record a video to where I just show my island like once it's done because I'm still I'm starting to slowly get ideas of what I want to build where and all that so it's getting there it's getting there so it's I, I that game I never thought at all that I would like a game like Animal Crossing because and I think I, I don't think I've ever told this story before maybe I have but I remember when we got the Animal Crossing on the Wii, we didn't, we never had it on GameCube, but when the Wii came out, we got it on the Wii, and I did not like it at all. Like, I, I was just thinking, like, this is dumb, right? But my wife and both my kids were obsessed with this. And for the longest time, then when we got them the, the Animal Crossing on the 3DS, they were obsessed with that for months upon months. They put it down for a little while like maybe for six months or so pick it back up and just play it every single day and so when the switch version was announced you know they wanted it so bad and i'm like okay yeah whatever i i i get the switch version i'm not that excited to play i try it out anyway and and then i realize oh my gosh this is a lot of fun this is really good this is a really good game and so we and then when I found out you can only have one island per Switch, I had to go out and buy my own Switch and just give the old Switch to the kids immediately because I wanted my own island, and that's what I did. 
and I've poured in like almost 150 hours into Animal Crossing now. I know that's not a lot compared to some people, but that's a lot for me because I don't play games for that long a lot of times. Like, I thought me playing 100 hours in Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild was a lot, but like, I, I feel like I've done everything I could in Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey. Yeah, I don't have every single moon, you know, acquired, but I'm like, I feel like I'm pretty done with the game. It's Animal Crossing. I'm just addicted. I, I I don't know what it is about that game. And when I look at my history of games that I've played, I should not really be into that kind of game, but I am, and I'm addicted, and I can't stop playing it. Uh, so then on Father's Day, my wife got me the Switch remaster of Xenoblade Chronicles 1, and I've been playing that game. I started playing it, I've been starting to play the game a little bit more now, now that I'm done with Final Fantasy VII Remake, and I mean, it's your typical anime weeb, weeb bullshit story and all that. I mean, it's not the best story or anything, it's not the best game, but it's enjoyable. For a JRPG, it's, it's pretty fun, you know, it's not the worst, but it's... It's a freaking massive game, though. Holy shit. I'm like over 10 hours into the game, and I feel like I've barely scratched the surface with it. So it's I'm slowly playing through that when I'm not being hooked on Animal Crossing. So then, as, as you've seen before, I've started doing more streaming. As I mentioned before, I got my first Twitch payout. I've been streaming more EDH, and I plan to do more of that because I love playing EDH. It's got me addicted. I, I think I might start doing some more solo episodes of and just talking about deck techs that I've built, some decks that I've built. and Because I've built so many decks in the past couple months that I it's insane the amount of EDH decks I've built because... Before, like, before the streaming stuff and all that, I'd build maybe a new... I might build one to two decks a year, and, all, and that'd be it. I've built... I don't know how many since this pandemic has happened and since I've discovered Spell Table, Virtual EDH, and all that, so... Playing more D&D as well, too. I've got the every other Monday game that I'm playing with Pixie, Baltan, uh, MTG Young Rhino or young mage and his sister and his dad and it's going pretty well oh and my daughter playing as well my oldest so that's been fun then i'm still dming my friday games and that's going pretty crazy i killed a character the other week by having them be eaten by a giant antlion and so that was fun and it's it, that campaign's been going on for uh, over a year and a half it's going to be two years come january and I feel like they're getting close to the end here because they're all getting to be levels between levels 11 to 13. So it's that's pretty fun. It's th those higher levels are getting to be harder to come up, come out, come up with encounters. And I want to do a few RPG companion episodes on that too. Um, RPG companion. So I've got two episodes planned, one talking about DM experiences. And then another is I want to do a review on the new Theros book that came out digitally last month. I started reading it. I got halfway through, then I stopped because of life and everything else. I, I kind of stopped planning for any podcast at all. So I've got those planned. I want to do them. But like I said, RPG Commanding episodes always take longer because I do want to, I do like planning them out more. Um, and there's a few people I want to actually interview for RPG Companion as well. So look forward to that as far as the show itself magic with zuby um i do have an 
an interview lined up and I'm really, I'm almost feeling more and more picky about who I really want to interview on this show. Uh, not only because I want to be careful about who I interview, but also because I'm going to be honest, there's so many content creators out there. I have no idea who's who anymore. I've said, I know I say that all the time, but I like during my break, I actually went out there and tried to look for content creators that I may want to interview, bring on the show, maybe even play some EDH with. There's so many on there that I don't know who the heck anybody is. That I see YouTubers now that are like 20, 30, 40,000 subscribers. They just play Arena. I'm like, who are you? I've never heard of you before. And then, and I'm not like trying to make that a bad thing. It's just more of there's so many people out there now since Arena is becoming more and more popular that it's becoming flooded. It really is. And it's getting hard to know who's good out there and who's not and you know it's tough and especially since I did used to try to interview you know maybe magic grinders or some pro players and all that even that is getting harder to do too because with organized play the mess it is I I don't even know who are any of the pro players anymore like yeah I know there's the big names but besides that I I don't know and for people like just interviewing people who make mythic I'm like I mean yeah it's it's a cool achievement and all that but there's like so many people make mythic now and I'm like eh you know I don't know there's just it's overwhelming the amount of people out there so you know for you listening if there's someone you think is cool and you may want me to bring them on the show, let me know. Send me an email. Hit me up on Twitter. Join my Discord. I forgot I've got a Discord now. Join my Discord and let me know. Um, and for any Patreon supporters, if you join my Patreon, you can also see what I'm also working on behind the scenes as well, too, like who I have lined up, because I like to make those little surprises as well. And so, yeah. And that that's that's really it for the show here it's it's doing more magic for normie stuff i'm trying to stream more edh i'm trying to get a set schedule it's not going to be completely set because i know with my job it's i'm not always going to be able to make it and all that so yeah and that's really about it for magic azubi so let's actually get into some magic the gathering talk i guess Let's talk about these bans that have happened recently. I meant to do this last week when it was actually more fresh news, but like I said, last week I just I couldn't get into anything. Last week, so when I play Arena now, the only format I'm even playing now is Historic because I've been staying away from Standard ever since Ikoria came out because Standard is a shit show. Just gonna be honest out there, it is garbage fire. It's been garbage fire for a while now, but it's become even more garbage fire. So I stay away from standard. I don't even know the meta of standard right now. So I've just been playing historic and with jumpstart coming out last week, historic has become a lot more fun. I've been playing elf ball a lot and I've been playing shrine control. So with the bands, uh, so they announced that agent of treachery, Winota Fire's Invention are officially banned in Historic. They were suspended before. Nexus of Fate is now banned in Best of Three Historic, which 
you know, I can't believe they made a card like that. I still need to get a copy for EDH. Um, but the one that surprised me the most, Burning Tree Emissary is banned. I mean, the card's not even that strong. Yeah, it's good for aggro, especially Gruul aggro. It's really good. I get that. But I feel like Burning Tree Emissary wasn't the problem in Gruul. There was other stuff like Embercleave is the problem. Because with you getting out creatures that quickly, you could just get Embercleave out by turn three, turn four, boom, win. Um, Burning Tree does enable that to be a lot quicker, but I, I don't agree with that banning at all. Um, yeah, it's... I feel like... I, don't know, I, I feel like besides that, I've been having fun playing Historic. I don't even play Ranked anymore. I just do the play queue because I honestly don't care about my rank in Arena. Whatever. I got up to Platinum for the first time last month, I think it was, in June or May. And I'm like, okay, I'm done. I, I couldn't imagine trying to grind to Mythic every single month because there'd be literally no reason for me to do it. So as far as other cards that got banned in other formats that I don't play and don't really care about anymore. Um, Pioneer, Oath of Nyssa got unbanned. I forgot it was banned to begin with. I don't know if that's good or bad. Modern got Arkham's Astrolabe banned. I don't know if that's good or bad because I don't play that format anymore. Uh, Popper sees Expedition Map and Mystic Sanctuary banned. I don't know if that's good or bad. I don't play those formats anymore. So, um... I was watching a video last night, actually, uh, just of some old Star City Games coverage where they had a deck called Mono Blue Martyr playing, and I watched the entire thing, and that made me want to buy into Legacy again so quickly because that deck looks so much fun. Uh, let me see if I can find the list here. All right, so it was this Mono Blue Martyr deck. This wasn't this wasn't exactly the same deck because this came out in uh this video came out in 2014 but the general gist of the deck so it, it took me a while to understand what the heck was even going on so if we look at the general gist of the deck is we wanna where is it the niv magus elemental it's a one red or blue hybrid mana Elemental from Return to Ravnica. You exile an instant or sorcery spell you control. Put two 1-1 one -one counters on Niv Magus Elemental. So basically you have spells on the stack and then you decide to exile those spells and you get two 1-1 one -one counters on them. The other, what, what else is really good in this deck is a card I completely forgot even existed because I did play back then, but apparently, you know, when you're a kid, you forget Sky Hussar. So it is a three white and blue human knight creature with flying when it comes into play, untap all creatures you control. But the greatest thing about this is the forecast of it. So forecast, if you don't remember as a ability, is you tap two untapped white and or blue creatures you control, reveal Sky Hussar from your hand, draw a card. And so you get to do that on your upkeep. And so it just allows you to keep drawing more and more cards into your hand here. So basically the general gist of the deck is to just draw until you get something like Flusterstorm out. Maybe play Flusterstorm on their turn to where you have, or you know, whatever spells they play that counts up to the storm count. And then you play, you try to play a spell and then you Flusterstorm it copying Flusterstorm no matter how many times you exile all of them with Niv Magus 
out there on the field, and then you make Niv Magus like a 2020 and swing and win. Oh my god, it was the coolest thing ever. And then the other cool card that um really helped with the deck was Scab Ruinator. Uh, one double blue zombie horror, it's a 5-6 as an additional cost to cast Scab Ruinator. Exile three creature cards from your graveyard. Has flying. You may cast this from your graveyard as well too, so... What helps getting stuff in your graveyard would be stuff like Force of Will or Force of Negation, where you have to... Oh, no, no, you have to exile a blue card, so never mind. Um, oh, no, no, what helps getting you cards into your graveyard is with drawing the cards from Sky Hussar, and then you have to discard cards as well, too. So, or Sacrificing Martyr of Frost or Mausoleum Wanderer. Oh, my... It was such an awesome deck. The, the deck the guy was playing against was Mud, which is basically just a legacy artifact deck where you play a bunch of stupid artifacts and get a lot of mana really quickly. And so... In game two, he brought in a back to basics, a which is a two and a blue enchantment. Non-basic lands don't untap during their controller's untap steps, and since every single land of theirs was non-basic, he couldn't untap. And oh my god, th- that was this deck right here makes me want to get back into Legacy so bad. Um, just so much fun, and it really made me remember missing you know a, a lot of a lot of the star city games coverage and channel fireball coverage for paper magic and that's sort of going to be what my next topic is about here but no i just wanted to showcase this deck here um really really cool deck they've got judges familiar which you can sacrifice to counter a spell counter instant or sorcery that martyr of frost which i completely forgot existed too i forgot about this card uh you can pay two to reveal x blue cards from your hand sacrifice martyr of frost counter target spell unless its controller pays x that that that's just awesome just awesome there the mausoleum wander you can sacrifice to counter a spell a uh, spell starter sprite uh you can flash that in to try to counter a spell uh, brazen borrower that's one of the newer cards added to bounce something back ninja of deep hours to ninjutsu something in and it's just it's just a great overall deck there really really fun to watch I, I had not had that much fun watching a game of magic especially legacy in a long time all right so i think we're going to end off uh, today's show talking a little bit about magic arena and who boy um this pandemic has really shown me that yeah, and I understand Wizards' reasoning for pushing Magic Arena more, especially during this time, because with game stores not being able to be open and do face-to-face play, and with there being zero events for Paper Magic, stuff like Spell Table has become almost essential, right? Playing virtual magic like that has become essential for the game to still be alive. And with Magic Arena... It's a great game. It's a great game for people that have never played Magic, always want to get into it. It's a great way to play for free, right? Play very cheaply. Um, you know, Magic Online still is probably a cheaper way to be able to play, like, top-tier decks and all that, but Magic Online, the interface sucks. I've said that before many times. Um, but as far as Magic Arena itself, it is a good way to play the game. My problems with it, though, and it's become so apparent, me trying to stream it, because I did some salty, spicy streams, I know, and then you know, just playing it by myself, I find myself getting so frustrated and hating the game, because part of the love 
of Magic the Gathering for me has always been the interaction with your opponent and not just in terms of the cards that you play, but being able to talk to people, right? Uh, that's always one of my favorite things to do to FNM, especially with a newer player or a new person to the store. Be like, hey, how's it going? You know, where are you from? You know, and what kind, uh, you know, how long you've been playing Magic? And, you know, and maybe if they were new, I'd give them some pointers on what to do because it's FNM. No one cares, right? Oh, the top prize is like 20 bucks in store credit. Who cares, right? That was always one of my favorite things to do at FNM, especially play like new players or people new to the store to try to make them feel comfortable. And, and, and with EDH, right? So I noticed like a dra drastic shift in my attitude with magic. So I play magic arena. Like there was one night I was playing magic arena Sunday night and it's like, I'm getting pissed off. Cause it's like, Oh, Oh look, it's mono red again. Oh look, it's mono white life gain again. Oh look, it's mono black bullshit again. Just stupid deck after stupid deck. And then some people in my chat were like, Hey, let's play some EDH. I'm like, okay, cool. Let's play EDH. My attitude took a 180 and completely changed and I was having so much fun and it just really made me understand the joy of magic again and that's I think is what really keeping me in the game is not only the little community that I've built up on discord and some of the people I've met on there which are great amazing people and also the fact that just it's you're able to interact with people have fun talk bs with them and just have an overall good time even if you lose whatever it doesn't matter to me just being able to play shenanigans like that is just something that's great and a lot of fun and magic arena just sorely lacks that sorely lacks the the person-to-person -person interaction that you get when playing magic right it's almost like my complaint on playing DD on roll 20 or playing it virtually it's still fun it's still a fun game playing it virtually but it's not the same when you're playing it face to face not at all and people who play DD will definitely understand that playing it face to face trumps playing it on like roll 20 or any kind of virtual tabletop and that's just how i feel about magic arena and it's I love the program. I'm going to keep playing it, albeit sparingly, because um, I'm noticing it just has a very bad shift in my attitude. And with me being as competitive as I can be, and I'm trying to curb that, it's just tough. It's, I gotta, I gotta, it's, it's not the same and it sucks. It sucks because I want to enjoy magic. Like, I love this game so much. I want to enjoy it. And arena just doesn't do it for me arena just doesn't showcase why i love this game so much why i do this podcast right being able to play paper magic is what makes this game so great so i think we're gonna end that off on that note right there because we're going off a little bit long here on my little casual episode and yeah so uh i think next week we'll have an interview probably go on and then i'm I'm going to start doing, like I said, I'm going to be more and more picky with my interviews on who I want to interview people with, especially that Efren guy. Jeez. Um, no, no, I love Efren. And, but um, I'm going to start doing some more commander deck techs and just whatever other issue or topic I want to talk about, you know? So thank you all for coming by. Thank you for listening, watching. I appreciate you all out there, you know, for sticking by me and listening to my bullshit. And yeah, I guess we'll we'll call it there. We'll have a good night. And especially as I'm recording this, it's the morning. Have a good morning. Have a good day. And see you all later.